are live with episode three of Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants podcast. I'm your host, Jace. I'm here with Sean. I'm here with Joe, like always. Now, let's get the elephant out of the room right off the bat. Giants are moving on from Eli Manning, going with Daniel Jones, moving in to week three. Sean, what do you think about that? I think uh, right now it's the right decision to make. Um, We're obviously not in any contention this year, so it's good to give Daniel Jones the meaningful snaps while he can, give him 14 games of game reps so he can get in the get in the rhythm, learn the offense more, and um, and it's just it's pretty much about the future here on out. We're just trying to get him ready and prepared to be our franchise quarterback for the next, you know, hopefully 10 to 15 years, and that's it's nothing against Eli. I don't think it has anything to do with Eli's performance per se. I think it just has to do with they're moving on to the future. They don't see them having a chance uh, winning with Eli right now. So they're just looking looking ahead. Pat Shermer said he thinks Daniel Jones gives them a better chance to win. I know a lot of Giants fans don't necessarily feel that way, but the reality is, and I think if you look at the Buffalo game, the defense had four three and outs. Eli responded with three three and outs and a pick. He can't keep the defense off the field because he can't run sustained drives. He can't keep drives alive and plays going because he's not mobile. And I, I, as much as this pains me, I love Eli. I, I stuck with Eli right through last season. I wanted to bring him back again this season and have them, you know, draft uh, uh, Haskins and have him be <laughs> mentored by. But you know what? Things are what they are. I love Danny Dimes in the preseason. I'm excited for him. I do think it's going to make the Giants a better team. They got to get the ball into Saquon's hands more, I think, by doing this. I think that just makes sense. You know, I think regardless of the scores of these games, I don't want to see Daniel Jones throwing the ball 45 times. I I hope that's not what we're going to get into. If you're down by three scores, just run the playbook. Let this kid run the playbook, learn the playbook. If you're not going to win a ton of games, I think I'm all right with that. And you know what? If things happen to start working out where things are clicking and and maybe there's some wins, great. But I think the expectations, I think you're right. I think you just want to see. Here's the big thing, I think, for me personally. You got 14 games, as you mentioned, to see what this kid's got. There's a lot of great quarterbacks coming out of the next draft. Yep. St. Louis, uh, Louis, Arizona just did it uh, where they went back-to-back number one picks in a quarterback. So you got 14 games to see is Daniel Jones the guy, and I think more importantly 14 games to see if Pat Shermer's the guy. I think if this thing all blows up in their face, I think this team and this franchise has to really consider a full-on rebuild. I think that means getting rid of Gettleman, who's a spineless twerp. And and I and I'll be honest, I don't find him and Shermer to be trustworthy. I don't find them to be likable. I didn't see him out there answering questions. I think Gettleman addressed the media finally today to leave Eli out in the wind like that to to be asked the same. How do you feel about getting benched? You know, you deal with it, you move on, leave the guy alone. That that's how he feels right now. Leave him alone. It, it's a transition period. You know, again for the Giants to to go what four and twelve. What What is that going to do for us this year? Nothing. Yeah. So it, it's time to turn the reins over. I think he's somewhat at peace with it. At, at least I, I hope he is. But the idea that the defense is the weak spot and that Eli's not causing the defense problems, I, I disagree with that very much. Uh, you know, to me, you need somebody who can get out there 
and 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 move the football a little bit. And I think at this time, I think Shermer and the Giants think Daniel Jones can do that better than Eli, and I think they're probably right. Yeah, you brought up the draft class coming in. That was my big after week two. That was my big sentiment. That's what I was thinking about the most. You have this guy. You you use the sixth overall pick on Daniel Jones. And you still have Eli Manning out there throwing 40 passes, having a high usage rate in the offense. But you use the sixth pick on this guy. You 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 seem to I this was honestly a surprise, Daniel Jones coming out. Because I, I felt like Pat Shermer was very on board with Eli Manning. So I saw that and the one thing I kept thinking was you could have gotten an edge rusher. You could have gotten a Josh Allen who everyone wanted and help get to the quarterback. But instead you went here here with Daniel Jones. And this year in the draft, there's a bunch of good QBs. Like it's very stacked compared to last year who other than Daniel Jones, there are only two other QBs in the first round. So I like this and it is a good test for him to see what he can do, what he can't do. And maybe if he isn't up to snuff, you take a, quarterback which we'll see we'll see how he does i'm excited it gives hope to the giants something that has been lost these past two weeks speaking of week two let's talk about the bills that was just a rough game another quick start for the giants running down the field scoring the football gives me hope makes me excited and then slowly my soul my dreams get crushed yeah, that's the the way it's been so far this season. Um, the defense in the first half has been uh, non-existent the first two weeks, as long as, as well as the offense. Um, after that first drive, they just haven't haven't been producing points. So the defense got torn apart again this week. Um, the secondary didn't look good again. We got a little bit of pass rush, which was um, good to see. I I thought Marcus Golden had a sack and two QB hits. Zoe Carter had half a sack, two QB hits, and Olsen Pierre had a sack. So it was good to see some pass rush. And in the second half, they kind of bared down a little bit, made it a one-point game um, late in the game. So I think the defense, there's there's signs that they're getting better for sure. And that um, I think that's definitely a positive sign. But the offense right now, I just think they need to find their identity. I, they can't be – and now with Daniel Jones coming in, like you said before, um, I don't expect him to be throwing the ball 40 times a game. They just uh, – after waving Paul Perkins earlier in the week, they signed another tight end. So now they have five tight ends in the roster. They ran a lot more two tight end sets this week, and uh, Saquon got went up from 11 carries to 18. So I expect them to run the ball a lot more, especially transitioning into – the Daniel Jones um, offense, because I just don't expect him to throw all the weight on his shoulder uh, right away. So, uh, yeah, it was a disappointing game, and uh, I just hope that the offense can start to find its identity and that the defense can continue to uh, improve upon this. This defense allowed nine touchdowns this year, all on drives longer than 70 yards. As I mentioned, whenever there was a three and out, it was a three and out right back, and that tended to get this defense in trouble. The more they're out on the field, the worse things get. Janoris Jenkins now for the second time here in a few seasons kind of lost his cool after the game. He was complaining about having to try to cover guys for 10 seconds. I understand it's tough. Uh, he also had a huge holding penalty 
And he got beat for that big completion. Uh, and the Giants obviously really needed to stop on that drive. Uh, DeAndre Baker, I don't know what's going on there. He, he just lines up at the first down marker. I don't understand that. I mean, can he play up on a guy? I, I mean, what 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 is it that they're doing? Corey Ballantyne and Julian Love haven't had a defensive snap all season yet. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, why? What what are we doing? Again, you talk about Saquon and 11 carries to 18. How, how is this guy not getting the ball more? What's the plan? It, it seemed to me you got rid of Odell Beckham and, and, and you weren't feeding the ball to Saquon Barkley, which this is maybe a little bit of a conspiracy theorist thought, but I almost feel like Pat Shermer was setting Eli up to fail. Go 0-2 and watch the fan base go nuts calling for Daniel Jones, which is what they wanted all along. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this this team right now is a dumpster fire. Yeah. It's it's really bad, and and I think it might get a little worse before it gets better. I mean, I know there's a lot of people optimistic about the game in Tampa. I don't know why. Yeah, just to see Daniel Jones, I think. That's, that's exciting. The, the, big, the big excitement, for sure. Yeah, that can bring a lot of hype, and like that's stuff teams rally around. Like, when we got rid of Ben McAdoo, we won the next game. Like, those small little things, that can bring life to a team that is so that, that's a, a dumpster fire, like you just said. But I think the one thing with the Giants, you mentioned it before, Joe, is the defense is on the field too long. And really what that comes down to, I think, is Saquon's touches. You run the ball, you eat up time on the clock, defense isn't on there long. To use an analogy, Army, look at Army in college football. Mm-hmm. They, last year, especially against Kyler Murray and Oklahoma, they brought them to overtime because they were eating up clock. Oklahoma explosive offense would score real quick, but they would just eat up the clock, get in the end zone, make it a tough, gritty, two-touchdown game for each side. So I I think you grit it out, you bring that and waste the clock, use up time. I Giants have chance a chance to win. But giving Eli Manning 40 throwing the ball 40 times is not going to get it, especially when he throws it incompletion, stops the clock right there mm-hmm. and not a lot of time on offense. Now we we you guys just mentioned it, week 3 there is a lot of hope against the Bucks and the Bucks looked really good last uh Monday no Thursday night football against the Panthers but they also looked very terrible against the 49ers so Bucks are in limbo we are the Giants are a dumpster fire so we'll see what comes out of here yeah it should be an interesting game um I think that I don't think that the Giants pull this one out. I think that the Bucks will end up winning, unfortunately. But, um, I think that it will be um, definitely exciting to see Daniel Jones in his first start. I expect to see uh, more carries from Saquon. Hopefully he's uh, 7.8 yards per carry right now on the ground, which is we were mentioning it before we went on, is like high school numbers pretty much. Yeah. And they're definitely capable of milking the clock and be able to have those long-sustaining uh, running drives because they have the – O-line has been great in uh, run blocking, as well as obviously we have the best back in the league. So I think that it will definitely a lot more uh, running the ball. I don't expect Daniel Jones to uh, pass it for 45 times. I'd see somewhere around maybe 25 or 30. A lot of RPO, which they showed uh, 
and Daniel Jones looked good at in the preseason. So I expect it to be a low-scoring game. Maybe I, I say we lose by uh, 10 or 7, but I, I just think that the Bucks pull it out in the end uh, in their home stadium in Daniel Jones' first game. We're going to talk fantasy later on, obviously. Yeah. Uh, O.J. Howard got shut out last week for Tampa. I don't expect that this week <laughs> against the Giants. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a nice bounce-back week for him. Uh, look, my, my hope going in is that they allow Daniel Jones – to just run the full offense. Again, I think regardless of score, I, I think if you fall behind 14 nothing, 21-3 or whatever the case, uh, you know, don't start chucking the ball down the field. Uh, you know, run run the plays. Let this kid learn the offense. I think what you're looking to see week to week from here on out is improvement. And this game could be an absolute disaster. I mean, you know, I'm glad he got a little PT in. And the Dallas game got his feet wet a little bit. I think that'll help. Um, but you'll have a really good idea of what this guy uh, looks like. And, and and I think, you know, Tampa's a, a decent team. Uh, you know, they're a bit of a mess themselves. So I think it's a good spot for, for Daniel Jones. You know, it's a winnable game for the Giants. But I, you know, I, I think it would be when you think about all the emotions of the week and, and everything that's going on, I, I think it would be asking a lot for this kid to go out and get a W, but you know, we could be very surprised. Offensive line has been so tremendous. Number one in adjusted line yards, number one in open field yards, their first and second level yards and first and lowest stuff percentage, sixth in an adjusted sack rate. It was one of the better offensive lines, statistically speaking, in the NFL. So there's no reason to think that with Saquon back there and with this kid, you know, stepping up behind uh, center, he's got himself a, a pretty good setup. If he makes plays, they could play really well. Whether that's a W or not, I don't know, but... I'm still on the fence right now. Can you see it? I don't even know what to make of it. This has been a roller coaster ride the past couple of days. It really has been. Yeah, it's hard to get a read on. I think we only will figure out Sunday. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I said earlier, this is something that teams rally around. And I think from Daniel Jones' preseason performances, I think think this is something – this is the turning point for the Giants. I'm not saying they're going to go – win 14 games in a row and go to the Super Bowl. I'm saying this is a team that's favorable, like rally around, like hyped up opportunity for the team itself, for the Giants themselves. So I I I see them getting it done. They they have had they have had a lot of success at the Bucks in in the past. So I I see them rallying around, getting it done. And Daniel Jones leading them to victory and everyone in the New York media getting super high on that. Devin White will be out this week for the Bucks too. Their first round linebacker or he's doubtful right now, so hopefully he will miss the game. And then um also JPP obviously still out with the neck injury. So there's some some playmakers that are out for their defense where um hopefully we can find a way to make some plays um with Daniel Jones first game. And it, it's definitely gonna be exciting to watch. I think here's the bigger thing that I think we need to address before we move any further is this organization 
badly mishandled the Odell Beckham thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mean just from a, a PR standpoint or, you know, the fact that everyone in the league laughed at the return that the Giants got. Then they follow it up by mishandling the Eli Manning situation again from a financial standpoint where you're eating a ton of cap money and you spent a lot of money to get very few games out of both of those guys, which begs the question, what is the plan? Like, what is the plan here? Is this this the start of the rebuild? Because I just talked about that offensive line, and you and I discussed this earlier. These aren't young guys outside of Will Hernandez. This is like a win-now offensive line, and it's not a win-now offense or a win-now team. It's an interesting dynamic. This offensive line went from terrible to being maybe the best thing on this team outside of Saquon. What's it all for, though? I think it becomes what the question is. And what is the plan going forward? I I, I don't like Dave Gettleman. I've been against him from day one. Pat Shermer has been as spineless and as gutless as Dave Gettleman's been. I'm just curious if, if one of these two guys could explain what the actual plan is. Because I, I don't know that there is one, and it, and it seems to change week to week. So, yeah. I don't know. I got questions. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. There, there needs to be a plan in place. Even looking at how they're doing the whole quarterback situation, you look at a team like the Chiefs, they had uh, pa- Patrick Mahomes his rookie year. They had Alex Smith. They kept him. Then they decided, hey, we're going with Patrick Mahomes. Let's trade Alex Smith away. The- there's no plan. It's all messed up. And, yeah, the offensive line is a win-now offensive line, which isn't helping us at all. And the defense is so young, and it's just causing a lot of problems. I think what the Giants truly need is just, like, what the L.A. Rams did, a complete wash of everything get the front office out of there get the coaching out of there well well we'll see what with the coaching with pat Shermer having his guy finally there and daniel jones we'll see about that but i think right now today if i want to make changes that's the changes i'm doing i'm getting everything out look at how well it benefited the rams they were just in the super bowl i think the giants can get a lot from that as well yeah i think they just going into next season they have um I think it's like top 10 in cap space in terms of money to yeah. spend. It's like over $60 million just because they get so much money back from all the dead money that they're carrying this season. Obviously, for all the trades, uh, Olivia, Eli Apple, Snacks, Odell, I mean, the list doesn't stop, really. So I, I think that they just they need playmakers on defense. They definitely need to make a splash next season in free agency. I think that their plan is obviously they're trying to build around Daniel Jones while he's on his rookie contract, I think. That's been the kind of way the NFL winning with young quarterbacks before you have to give them the huge uh, max contract. So I think that would be their plan for the next four to five years. And I think that with the O-line, they're not – I don't expect any of the – anyone on the O-line to retire within the next four to five years, even though they are – getting up there um so i think that they just need to build around saquon evan daniel jones shepherd and i think they need an outside receiver that would definitely help to stretch the field a little bit like they had with odell so i think they just need playmakers on defense and a, and a deep threat they have the o-line there like we said and they have the young quarterback 
So I think it's just about getting playmakers because as of right now, there's just about no one that I would say is an actual playmaker on this defense because Jabril Peppers hasn't showed up so far. No. Zoe Carter is supposed to have a breakout year. He looked good this week at least, but he's not at that star level yet. So I just don't see anyone on that defense that gives us that, and that's what we need to look into in the future for sure. Funny you talk about them needing a receiver down the field and you <laughs> literally had the best one there was. Which again tells me, yeah. you know, what what is the plan? And 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 that kind of gets back to what my original point was. You know, you upgraded the offensive line by downgrading your pass rush. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there were a lot of moves that you made that also, you know, had a counter effect in, in different areas of the game. So You know, they don't have to share the plan with us. I hope they have one. I'm just saying peripherally from it doesn't look like a plan. It looks like things just sort of happen week to week. And, you know, as far as, uh, you know, obviously they need defensive playmakers and they'll and they'll have money certainly to go out and, and get free agents. But then you look at the way they've handled Eli Manning, the way they handled Odell Beckham and you ask yourself who wants to come to New Jersey who's going to want to come to this I mean you know this franchise has been in a bad way you know outside of a good 2016 since 2012 there really hasn't been much going on uh after the the second Super Bowl so they've started uh 0-2 six out of the past seven yeah I mean you know how are you well, this is so again, I, I think as much as anything, I think Daniel Jones for the next 14 games has to make the Giants look like a destination of choice. Like, yeah. oh, they got a good young quarterback. Oh, yeah. they got Barkley. Oh, they got a great offensive line. Oh, they got some good young defensive guys. I'll go join that and make it better. These games are hugely important. And again, I think that's why you can't run Eli out there. Give him till week eight. Give him till for what? You have to prove that New York is back or no one is going to want all that cap money that they're going to have freed up. Yeah. Got to win some games and they got to at least look good. They have to at least look like there's a plan and a foundation to build around. They have to, yeah, at least look appealing to free agents. You brought up the cap space and 2016. That, the cap space heading into 2016 is what made 2016. Mm -hmm. We we got, uh, the Giants got Olivier Vernon, uh, Snacks, Janoris. And Janoris Jenkins, and two of them, they traded away. Yeah, so, yeah. Resigned so, JPP too. They yeah, so they're, they're so that's a silver lining. But if you do want to make a destination, I think the offense in itself, I think they they can be there. People, I think when you talk about Saquon Barkley and how he is the quote unquote LeBron James of the NFL, I think people will gravitate to that but the whole defensive side of things is what scares me Mm -hmm. because with such a mess that they have right now i don't know if defensive players are coming there uh i don't know what the dc is doing at all when it comes to defense so we'll see we just spoke about the the bucks game let's get into some picks i'm picking the giants get it done ride the Daniel Jones start to a victory. Yeah, uh, I, I hate to do this to my Giants, but I, I'm going to go Bucks this week. I think that Daniel Jones will have a good game, but uh, 
the Bucks passing attack, even though Jameis Winston could have some turnovers, the secondary has just looked awful so far. So they don't give me any hope um, that they can stop Chris Godwin, who has been uh, great so far. Yeah, and really Mike good. Evans has been quiet, but I don't expect him to be too quiet against this giant secondary. And same, you said OJ Howard too. He's been a no-show in fantasy so far, but yeah. I, I don't, I still, I don't expect that to happen either. I just don't think that this Giants pass secondary can stop much, and I. I don't expect them to win. I think uh, Bucks win by either a touchdown or 10, like I said before. I mean, the Giants killed me in week one. I didn't make that mistake in week two. <laughs> kind of leaning towards making it in week three. Yeah, I don't know. Jace, I feel like I'm with you here. I don't know. Uh, as much as I go in and I'm thinking there's no way, it would be magical. It would sort of quell all the uproar. How about the Giants in a in a real close one this week? They pull it out. All right. I can't believe I just said that. I, I like it. <laughs> I hope they do. I want them to. You, uh, you're probably I mean, right. The, the Giants are that team. The games you don't expect you don't expect them to win, they somehow pull out. And the games you expect them to win, they lose. So it would uh, only make sense they yeah. would win this week. It really. I don't know why. Yeah. I hate to do it, but I'm doing it. Go Giants. Yeah, and you can. Uh, you can expect Jameis Winston to throw at least a couple interceptions. Yeah. So. And for I, about I, uh, 400 yards, though. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I said that last week, too, about Josh Allen, though. And then, uh, of course, no yeah. turnovers, as per usual. They do tend to make quarterbacks look very, very yep. good this year. So mm-hmm. this might be just with Jameis Winston needs. <laughs> or, like you said, the Giants may just finally maybe, – maybe it all comes together. Yeah. It's going to have to, or we're going to be sunk here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Then we have the – well, actually, before that, let's get into the records from last week. Uh, oh, God. Both me and Joe were 11-5. and five. Killing it. Sean, yeah. staying above 500 at 9-7. and seven. All right. The, the total You make record. the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's early right now. I don't, I don't have a great read on all the teams yet. So, I mean, I'll let you guys feel good with your records right now. I'm just picking I, by colors right I now. Come. Oh, all right. <laughs> Simple enough. Yeah. But it I, is tough, man. It's it tough is, in it the early I, going. Because yeah. you know what it is? You expect people to play like they did last year. And when yeah. there's any sort yeah. of a drop-off, you know, you're like scratching your head. You're like, eh, but they were so good last year. Yeah. Well, this isn't last year. And, yeah, the NFL is really just such a week-to-week league that you can't. Yeah, uh, like we were talking about the Bucks before. They looked terrible week one, looked good week two. So yeah. you just it really depends on the matchup. And I'm glad um, I don't have the money to bet on these games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for total record uh, – Joe's in the lead, 22-9-1. Then I'm one game back, 21-10-1. And, and Sean, one game above 500, 16-15-1. You're like the That's... Eli Manning of picking <laughs> games. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Eli. I so do, do I. It's going to be hard to see him shot. go. It really is. I remember how angry I was when Geno Smith was in there. Maybe oh this will be God. easier being like yeah. the new franchise guy. I'm, I'm I, hoping. Yeah, I refused to watch that game against the Ra- <laughs> I didn't watch it. It was but, bad. Yeah, ever since I've been growing up, though, Eli's been the quarterback yeah. since I've been five years old. Well, so let me tell you something. I went through this with Phil weird. Sims, man. You know, yeah. when, when Jeff Hostetler took yeah. over, it was like, because Jeff Hostetler had been a backup for years. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he was the third string backup. Even worse. You don't expect yeah. that guy to become no. the starter. Of course, nah. he did yeah, the, the Super Giants Bowl do a Super Bowl, yeah. and that totally made up for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
One question going around media as this news comes out, and I want to pose it to you guys. Is Eli Manning a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know if he's first ballot. Uh, yeah, I would say probably not first ballot, but definitely, definitely Hall of Famer. See, you look at his numbers, 500 win record, throw, uh, le- leading the league in interceptions multiple times, but he does have the Super Bowls, and you want to go back, like me and Sean, we're young. Joe Namath, we hear Joe Namath, and we all under – He's Joe Namath. He's Broadway Holly, Joe, Broadway baby. Joe, yeah. I guarantee. He's great. You look at his numbers. Terrible. Awful. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. yeah. So many interceptions. Same yeah, he the- was like the rock of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just talked a lot of crap, and people were like, this guy's great. He's not. Yeah, same so, with uh, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. I think he has more career picks than touchdowns. Yeah, so the power of the Super Bowl, I think I think he can get it done. He, Him yeah. in the fourth quarter and him in the clutch – even though there wasn't a ton of clutch times, when he needed it most, he was always there. You, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you're not being honest if you say you don't think this guy's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got the numbers. He's got the Super Bowl championships. He's got the Super Bowl MVP. He's the face of a franchise for 16 years. It's not easy to play football in New Jersey in November and December and January. It's not. It's a tough job. He was as durable as there's ever been a guy in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, you know, I, mostly it's Cowboy fans who say he's not a he's not a Hall of Famer. First ballot, I doubt it. Uh, yeah. But I think I think after a few years and a few years away, I think he'll be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah, has to be. Now we got m- one of my favorite Thursday night football games of the year: the color rush game. The diarrhea Jaguars <laughs> against the baby blue Titans. Is this required on the NFL schedule to be a Thursday night game every year? Like, does that just have to happen? They, I, I hate they, this game. Yeah, they schedule all 32 teams, so you, you get to see everyone. That's why some of the matchups are not, not as great. The, as Jaguars the versus anybody else I would be okay with. Yeah. All AFC South games, I feel like, are just – just brawls every time. Yeah, low scoring. Flip the coin yeah, for the picks. They're, yeah, they're so not great. I'm going with the Titans. Uh, I don't. I don't think Gardner Minshew. <laughs> granted, he is this legend that this. He is. I, I don't think he's gonna get it done. Uh, Mariota is gonna do what he does, and the Titans defense looks. Yeah, I think both defenses are good, but uh, I'm going to go with my guy Gardner Minshew in this one. <laughs> I think he gets his first double of his career, and um, I think that, yeah, they go out and beat the Titans. I think, Like I said before, most AFC South games are low-scoring games, and both these defenses are very good, and I, ex- I expect uh, Jags to win by a field goal. Jace, I agree with you. I think Marcus Marriott is going to do what he does. Yeah. That's lose games. He's supposed to win. I'm with you, Sean. I got I got the Jags winning a game this week at home. I, I see it. That kid's been great, man. Minshew has been what? Sometimes you want to just start the young guy. See what happens. Yeah. Let him let him let him develop. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they also did trade for Joshua Dobbs. That was a low key trade. No one really talked about. So I I, I want to know how hard of a leash Minshew's on because they were in that game. Last week. So, yeah. we'll see. Then we got the Bengals going to Buffalo. Buffalo is riding high off a 2-0 start against the MetLife teams. <laughs> <laughs> how good are the Bills? No one's really sure. <laughs> no. no. No clue. But how good are the Bengals? I think they're in conversation with 
the Giants and the Jets. So I'm going Bills at home. Tough place to play in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I picked the Bills in this one. I think that the Bengals um, showed that. Like we said, it's a week-to-week league. They, the offense looked great week one. They looked terrible week two. I just think that carries over. I never thought Andy Dalton has been a great quarterback. He's been very average no. his whole career. And the Bills' offense, even though like the two opponents haven't been great, the offenses look good. Defenses looked really good, turning the ball over. So, yeah, I think Bills went at home pretty easily over the Bengals. You know, I initially went into this week thinking I was going to pick all of the 0-2 teams to lose and go 0-3. I don't know why I feel like the Bengals. I don't know why I feel that way. I am going to shake it off, though, and I am going to go Bills. But I don't know. I just have a weird feeling, but I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to say Bills because uh, I agree with you. I, I think winning in Buffalo is difficult, and uh, I think when you're, when you're uh, also a dumpster fire team, it's, it's hard, to, hard to win on the road. If this game was at home, I might... I might go with it. After having that feeling about the Redskins last week. I, think <laughs> <laughs> I will always pick against Dallas. Okay, I'm holding you to that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Dolphins I was going to say, except for this Dallas. week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this is an easy across-the-board Cowboys. Yeah, oh yeah, easily. Yeah, I didn't explain my pick last week for the Pats Dolphins, and I don't think I have to go and explain. I think the one. question is, is, do the Cowboys score more than 50 points? That's I think that's the mystery of the week. I think that's perfectly possible. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they have an easy shot. I think they. I mean, they could have dropped fifty on the the Giants easily. I think they just kind of held back in that that third quarter. But yeah, big win for the Cowboys. All right, then we got the Broncos going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers have been a weird team coming out hard, coming out uh, real good out the gates. And then just slowly fading away. Well, offensively at least, their defense has been pretty stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they almost they almost blew the game last week against the Vikings. But I think the Vikings are a good team. The Broncos are not a good team. So I think I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna shake off the cobwebs, get it done all four quarters, and get the win. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think the Broncos offense has enough. Um, Joe Flacco hasn't shown anything that's impressed me so far. Phil no. Lindsay has been a little bit underwhelming. And they don't have an actual – well, Emmanuel Sanders has been good so far, but they don't have too many weapons. So I like the Packers in this one, and the Packers defense has looked great so far. I don't expect Broncos to score much at all in this game, and I expect Packers to win by probably two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, again another one. Oh, when two and you're heading the Lambo. That it's not exactly uh, not, not exactly on the on the list of things you want to have happen. Uh, yeah, I think there's no way the Broncos win this game. Yeah, Zero. but they they did lose a close one to the Bears last week. A field goal. Yeah, Bears yeah. finally have their kicker. Yeah, Eddie Pinero. Yeah, I just I don't I don't believe in the Bears' offense that much. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a big Mitch Mitch Trubisky guy. Me neither. No. Yeah, very average. I think. Then we got the Falcons at the Colts. Falcons have been, I'm surprised. They, they got the win against the Eagles, and they looked really, really good. I'm taking the Falcons over the Colts. Yeah, Falcons over Colts I had too. Um, I think that their offense definitely looked explosive in that uh, Eagles game. I expect that to carry over this week into this game, and I think that the Colts' defense isn't the best, so I think Falcons will score a lot of points, and I expect them to win this game. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts. 
I think at home, I think this team uh, is feeling a little bit better about themselves. Uh, This seems like the perfect game for the Falcons to prove what they are, and that's a mediocre team. It was it it was good to see. I think Matt Ryan hasn't been the same since that Super Bowl. I I really do. I mean, it was good to see uh, Julio Julio Jones finally get a touchdown again. (laughs) Yeah. Granted, I was playing up against him in fantasy, so that wasn't too good. Then we got the Ravens at the Chiefs. This is my game of the week. This is going to be a really, really good game. And I'm picking the upset here. I'm picking the Ravens to upset the Chiefs. Ravens got a solid defense. And Lamar Jackson is looking like an MVP caliber quarterback. Yeah, so I'm going with the upset here. I picked the Chiefs in week one to lose to the Jaguars. And while I don't want to do that again, I think that Lamar Jackson is bound to go in and beat the Chiefs in a very high-scoring game, even though the Ravens' defense is tough. Yeah, I don't, they, they, you, don't, you can't contain that Chiefs' offense. There's just so many playmakers. Yeah. But I do expect it to be a high-scoring game because the Chiefs' defense isn't great as well. So I expect a lot, of, a lot of fantasy points from Lamar and Patrick for sure. And I expect, uh, uh, yeah, I'm picking the Ravens with the upset in this one, um, maybe by a field goal late in the game. I see a shootout for sure. Um, I don't think you're beating the Chiefs at home. I think this is a statement game, and I and I think Mahomes is going to come in through. I'll tell you what, I love Jackson, I, and I did I, I, right out of college. Mm-hmm. I think he's turned into a pretty great pro. Mm-hmm. I just winning in Kansas, uh, you know. When, I think that's I think that's a daunting task for anybody, and uh, I just don't I don't see it. Then the Raiders are going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Raiders look good uh, week one, not so much against the Chiefs last week. Minnesota lost a close one to the Packers. I'm taking defense to prevail, and Minnesota gets it done in home. Delvin Cook has looked amazing so far. Um, He's probably been one of the best running backs in the league this year, and I expect the Vikings to keep pounding the ball against uh, not a great Raiders run defense. And, yeah, I expect a lot of big game from Dalvin Cook. And the Raiders, Derek Carr, um, had a pretty bad game last week, and I don't don't see much from that. Raiders offense going forward, so I'm going to pick the Vikings in this one. Yeah, the Vikings. The Raiders are not a good enough team to go into Minnesota and Mm -hmm. win a football game. Not yet. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's looked so good. And I was someone who, at the beginning of the year, I picked – Alexander Madison in my fantasy league because I thought Dalvin Cook, so injury prone. But, dang, he's looked so good. I don't know if I'm ever going to have to start Alexander Madison. Now, moving on to the Jets at the Patriots. The one thing I can say is at least I'm not a Jets fan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's rough for the Giants. Jets, though, Luke Falk or Falk or Falk. Yeah. Coming in after Sam Darnold gets mono, then Trevor Simeon b- b- tore, tears ligaments in his ankle. It, it's rough for the Jets. And then Jamal Adams comes out, unfollows all the Jets on Twitter, unfollows the organization itself on Twitter. Things are not looking good for the Jets, and they're going into Foxborough. This is the, for uh, you, you betters out there, this is the biggest line since... Uh, <laughs> The lockout when Joe Montana said he was going to come out and play. That's insane. A 20 to f- a 20 and a half point spread. I'm taking the Pats. It's easy. 
You say 20 and a half? It's now 23 on my line right here. Opening up, it was 20 and Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yep. What are you taking? I think anyone that anyone that watched uh, the Jets' offense on Monday night uh, knows that I'm picking the Patriots in this one. They looked abysmal, and yeah, I expect Pets big or win big. If Tom Brady shows up, the Patriots will win. That is the <laughs> only <laughs> chance the Jets have is that Brady just maybe something comes up last minute and he won't be at the game. Then maybe maybe they don't lose by forty. Otherwise, I think that's just inevitable at this point. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick can put on the pads and play quarterback, and the Jets would still get smoked. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we have the Lions going to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles, who had a tough loss against the Falcons. A lot of injuries. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson is out for the season now. And then uh, Wentz was hurt for a little Wentz, bit before yeah, he came back. Struggling, it looked like his ribs. I'm taking the Lions, a tough defense to get it done in Philly. Yeah, this was a tough one for me. I I think it will be a really close game because both defenses are very good and good. both offenses have surprised so far. Carryon Johnson has looked good for the Lions. But I think that the Eagles, after the tough loss last week, going back home, I think that they win in a very tight game down to the final seconds. The undefeated Detroit Lions. Yeah, you don't say that often. And you will not say that after this week. There's no way the Eagles lose at home to the Lions. The Lions 2-0? Uh-huh. No, no, they're 1-0-1. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah, I was having, oh, they, I was, having yeah, a little fun there. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't think they were 2 I mean, they are undefeated. They are they technically are... undefeated. That is true. Then... The Panthers are going to Arizona to take on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's looked really good. The Cardinals have kept the games close, Mm -hmm. the tie, and then kept it close against Baltimore. Mm -hmm. But and the Panthers have the Panthers have struggled. Cam Newton struggled a lot. I have it written down as the Panthers, but I think I'm changing it. I don't know why you would have written that down. I'm going Cardinals. (laughs) Kyler Murray's getting his first win in the NFL. I agree with you on this one. I have the Cardinals over the Panthers, and I don't even think it will be too tight of a game, I don't think, because Cam Newton just hasn't looked the same the past. Even last year, he didn't didn't look great at the end of the year. He just can't push the ball downfield anymore, it looks like. And it just it's hard to watch for one of the, the best playmakers in the league, or at least used to be. But, yeah, like you said, Kyler Murray and that offense has looked great so far, so I expect them to put a lot of points up on the Panthers, and I expect Cardinals to win, uh, maybe by a touchdown. Kyler Murray's been on my fantasy team. He's been sitting on the bench, got off to a rough start in game one. He's been phenomenal since. I definitely think he gets his first W for the 1-1-1 one, one, one Cardinals. It's a great record. And- and Larry Fitzgerald doesn't look like he's aged at all. Oh my goodness! Yeah, mm-hmm. if you if you if you took the flyer on Fitzgerald in fantasy, boy, that's paying dividends. I thought he was done. I had read early um, where you know it looked like he was kind of getting pushed out, but boy, I feel like he's done for like the same past as two it ever was, man. Phenomenal. Then the Chargers are going. I mean the the Texans are going to L.A. to face the Chargers. Uh, Chargers have had a Rough couple of weeks. I'm going with the Texans to get it done in L.A. I don't think the Chargers 
Will, uh, and I mean, there's been a lot about Deshaun Watson and his coach, Bill O'Brien, but Texans, they got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I picked the Texans in this one also. I think that the Texans offense is very explosive. Uh, the Chargers have struggled early in the season. I think that it will be a tight game down to the wire, but I think that the Texans win late in this one. I took the Texans last week in my suicide pool, and my goodness, was I sweating it out to the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got that nonsense out of the way. I love Deshaun Watson. Let me say that. I was a big, guy, uh, big, big fan of his while he was at Clemson. Um, and I, and I, I think that team's in going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, that said, I'm picking the chargers to win this one. I think it's tough to win on the road in the NFL, uh, for a young quarterback. I think you're asking for a lot here. This feels like one of those games where maybe Watson has kind of a stinker. So hate to say it chargers. It is. And then the atrocious well not atrocious they were atrocious week one came back a little week two to lose a tough loss to the Seahawks the Steelers losing their quarterback in Big Ben having to go with Mason Rudolph they're taking on the Niners at Niners are at home Niners have looked pretty good I'm picking the 49ers here defense wins games and I'm picking the Niners yeah, Niners offenses look very good so far, and uh, I expect them to win at home against a young quarterback going into his first career NFL start. Um, yeah, I just think that the Steelers, they they can't expect to win going forward with Mason Rudolph in the backfield, and even though their defense is all right and they have some playmakers, um, 49ers have looked very good so far, so I expect them to get the win at home. I think Ben Roethlisberger is a vile human being. Um I won't say I was upset to hear the news. Uh, definitely going to take the, the Niners this week, though, in light of the news. So, tough luck, Ben. Then the Saints are heading north to take on the Seahawks. Seattle is just too tough of a place to play, even though the Saints did also lose their quarterback as well. Drew Brees out uh, at least six weeks with a hand injury after pretty much High velocity, high fiving, Aaron Donald. But uh, yeah, I I don't think Teddy Bridgewater can get it done in Seattle. Also, I mean, t- it sucks for Taysom Hill being on the field all the time. Sean Payton's letting him run some plays, and then when it comes time to actually when Drew Brees is injured, mm-hmm. go with Teddy Bridgewater instead of Taysom Hill. But I'm going with Seattle. Get it done at home. It's tough to win in Seattle. Um, anyways, even with Drew Brees at the helm, yeah. um, I don't expect the Saints with the first game, Ted Brady, or Teddy Bridgewater, uh, first game being a starter. I don't expect him. It's a tall task to ask him to go into Seattle and win that first first start for this team. So I just think that the Seahawks um, overwhelm the Saints in this one and get the W. Teddy Bridgewater is the highest paid backup in the NFL. Eli Manning. until today apparently (laughs) solid point 23 mil yeah there's no way teddy bridgewater is going to win a game in seattle and also uh you know russell wilson has been pretty great so far this year uh he pretty much seems like he can take it down the field whenever he wants to and score so i think it's going to be a long day for the aints then sunday night football the first time in how long the browns have the rams coming to town 
Everyone's so hyped up on the Browns. The Odell Beckham finally got it going in his return to MetLife. But the Rams are coming off a Super Bowl year. They're, the Browns just can't beat the Rams. The Rams are too good. Rams will get it done. Rams have looked impressive, um, a lot better. I thought they would have a slower start uh, coming out in this year with uh, the de- decreased touches to Todd Gurley, but Malcolm Brown has done his part, yeah. and the defense hasn't really taken a step off. And the Browns, um, it was disappointing Monday night. Obviously, they scored uh, 23 points, I think, but against that Jets defense when they were on the field pretty much the whole time, Jets were just going three and out, three and out, three and out. Uh, they were on the field a long time, and they only got to put up around 20 points. So I just – and Baker Mayfield hasn't hasn't shown me enough yet that he's taken that jump in year two. He looked obviously great in his rookie year, but hasn't hasn't done anything yet this season to show me that he can go uh, win this big primetime game against the Rams. So I pick Rams uh, to win by 10 in this one. The Cleveland Browns. I said they were going to be terrible this year. Not terrible, but disappointing. I felt like that was going to happen, and so far they've lived up to it. Uh, And I think that will continue with the Rams this week, who I think will handily defeat this team. Then Monday Night Football, the Bears go to Washington to take on the Redskins. The Redskins have looked pretty impressive. Best 0-2 team in the league. Okay. Yeah, I would have to look at the other ones. <laughs> All right. Might be up there. Just the fact that you're contemplating it makes me laugh. I mean, that, that what's a good 0-2 team? <laughs> Come that's, on. That's, that's a weird statement yeah. right off the <laughs> bat, though. <laughs> I mean, look. they probably have looked at, The yeah. skins have looked good Yeah, for, for a bad team, and I've bet on them, I think, both weeks. I think I bet on them both times. Did you? I bet on them oh, last week. You did last week. Stupid. No, you took the Eagles with one. Did I? Yeah. No. Interesting. um, I don't know what to do now. (laughs) I hate. I hate the Bears. Not a fan of uh, Big Mitch. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I don't feel like he's a get it done kind of guy. But then again, the Redskins aren't a get it done kind of franchise. What are you doing? What's your move here? This was this one was a tough one for me, but uh. I, I went Bears over Redskins in the end. Yeah. I was I was going back and forth, though, you just because the Bears' offense hasn't looked great so far. Redskins' D has been pretty good the first two weeks, and the offense has been a lot more surprising than I – a lot better than I thought they had would have been. Um, Case Keenum has looked good, and Terry McLaurin has been tearing it up. So I think it will be a tight one, but I think the Bears will win late. The Bears have looked – offensively, it's looked very, very weird. They come out week one – Wanting to get Mitch Trubisky off to a strong start, throwing a lot, and then week two they come out run heavy, mm-hmm. not able to get it done. It's weird. I I think they will try and find find a middle ground for it and get it done against the Redskins team that isn't really that good. But I mean, Case Keenum has looked really good. I I don't think we'll see Dwayne Haskins start this year. Case Keenum, I yeah. I mean. Take last year was tough with the Broncos, but the year before that in Minnesota, people were talking about him being an MVP. So Case Keenum's a solid quarterback, uh, but I think just the Bears' defense is too much for them. I think when the Redskins get to zero and six, I think people <laughs> will be questioning whether Case Case Keenum uh, keeps that starting job. And since I think they're going zero and six. 
they're definitely going to have to lose their third game. So yeah. I'll take the Bears. Lose that fourth game, too, against the Giants. <laughs> the Giants. Oh, Giants Redskins. Yes. Week four. That might be the one. Haskins, right. It might be Haskins versus Jones. That'd be interesting. Okay. Let's talk some fantasy. Uh, last week, uh, the perfect lineup, star players. Patrick Mahomes had 34 points. RBs, Dalvin Cook, 27. Aaron Jones, surprisingly, 24. Uh, wide receivers, Demarcus Robinson for the Chiefs, 35. OBJ in his homecoming to the or to MetLife had 28. Tight end Mark Andrews for the Ravens, been looking good, mm-hmm. 25. He's leading all tight ends in scoring currently. Then uh, for a flex, Emmanuel Sanders had himself a good week, also 28. Patriots defense destroyed Miami, <sighs> scoring Shit. 35 points as a defense, which is rough. I, I did really. I, I did got my first loss in fantasy this week, but in one of my three leagues, it was tough. But in my other two leagues, I won. Lamar uh, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. Is carrying me through. He was phenomenal against uh, Cardinals. Yeah, against the Cardinals. He, like I said earlier, he is a MVP caliber player. Uh, some if you if you are struggling in fantasy, some waiver wire names I got for you: Raheem Mostard, mm-hmm. uh, twenty three points, running back for the Niners with Jarek McKinnon out and Te- Tevin Coleman out. He he's been getting the ball. Will Disley, the tight end for the Seahawks, had himself 22 points last week. And DJ Chark for the Jaguars. He's been really, really good. I did pick up John Ross the third. Did, did keep him on my bench, though, because I didn't know how good he was going to do. He put up some numbers. He put up 20, yeah. The guy I played this week in B also had Ross sitting on the bench, and that was would have been his best would have been his best performer of the week. I mean, I, I have him sitting yeah. on the bench behind DeAndre Hopkins and OBJ. So Yeah. Yeah, the, I think uh, another name that stood out this week was Hollywood Brown. Uh, yeah. Lamar's favorite target so far. Uh, first week he had four catches, 147, and two touchdowns uh, balled out. And I don't know if he would be able to sustain that, but eight catches, 86 yards, which is, I mean, if he's getting eight catches a game, that's good. And he's getting the receiving yards up. So that was one name. Uh, another name, Russell Wilson, had a big week. Uh, he actually he got to run it on the ground this week and didn't have a turnover at 300 yards and three touchdowns. So he had a big week. Expect him to um, – New Orleans has given up 275 good. passing yards a game and 28 fantasy points to quarterback so far on the season. So, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, Russell's yeah. my starter. Um, and Russell's been my guy. He's been killing it. So, yeah, yeah. He, he, that's huge. Yep, and then uh, Nick Chubb had a had a good week bouncing back from that uh, disappointing week one. That was a uh, three big names I saw this week. Jameis Winston, if you're if you've got Jameis on your team, <laughs> telling you right now the Giants get up 291 passing yards a game and about 28 fantasy points. If you've got Jameis, this is going to be the only week you're probably going to get much out of him. <laughs> You'd be crazy not to. Uh, also. Um, I like uh, Aaron Jones. He's going up against Denver this week. Uh, coming mm-hmm. on, you know, expect some some big numbers there. Uh, Twenty seven touches. You got to love that. Uh, Tyler Lockett, 
who's been my flex guy all year, goes up against New Orleans Saints. Uh, their their defense, a little weak against the slot guys. Expect yeah. him to have a fantastic week. Evan Ingram of the Giants, uh, a guy who you expected to put up some big numbers, hasn't really done it so far this season. Had Going up against one. Tampa, yeah, though. Yeah. Well, expect another one of those big games. Um, Greg Olson, who I had on my bench in favor of O.J. Howard, uh, he's making a start this week. He looked great last week, six catches and 110 yards on nine targets. And I think you mentioned this earlier. I think New England's defense is yeah, going uh, yeah, to bang it up. Uh, they, they scored 37 <laughs> fantasy points against the Dolphins. And uh, I think when you're going up against a third-string Jets quarterback, you know, I think nothing but good things are coming. Yeah, at least 20-something. Uh, I also have Devin Singletary against the uh, Bengals. Him and Gore have been splitting some carries, but he got in the end zone against the Giants. So I, I think he'll do solid against the Bengals. Dak Prescott against the Dolphins, easy start. Uh, I, I have Evan Ingram as well, as well as the Patriots. But also Allen Robinson at the Redskins. I think that will be interesting. I think uh, Mitch Trubisky will start airing it out. And really, all he has to do is get the ball to AR, AR-15, and he'll get it done. So that is it for Episode 3 of Drawing About the G-Men. You can follow us on Twitter at Drawing About G-Men, as well as like us on Facebook, where we are live right now, and you can tune in next week to see us live again. Thank you guys for listening. We hope to see you next time. Take care.